0: The number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.
1: Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host William Loom speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors lost eighty to seventy one to the Golden State Warriors in um their first game of Las Vegas Summer League action. Yes, there will be reaction podcasts for Summer League because I mean, it's a sharp drop off. Uh, I got. I'm, I'm. I'm not gonna lie. From going to the finals um, to summer league, but we cover everything here. We cover everything here, and that includes um, the summer league roster. Which I gotta say, just off the bat, the amount of talent is um, is questionable. I mean, you know, summer league. It's not really necessarily about the talent. Um, you know, it's it's usually just a, an open tryout, and there's not too much to take away from it, but. Um, even just compared to last couple of years when you had teams that, you know, the Raptors were fielding guys that had at least one or two, you know, future NBA caliber players on there. Like, you know, last year there was OG and Chris Boucher played well in that, and then in that, um, setting. And then the year before that, you know, you get Pascal and Fred and Jakob Pertl, which man, the three of them together were great. Um, You know, in previous years, you got JV, who, I mean, he had one of the best summer leagues I've ever seen out of anybody, actually. I believe he won finals, uh, or not finals MVP, but summer league MVP. Um, And so, you know, the Raptors have traditionally had pretty competitive teams. And, you know, this one, uh, you know, just from the first game, I'm kind of struggling to see the talent. I'm kind of struggling to see uh, the vision for what this team is. But, you know, you know, it's just – you look at it, like, the most intriguing guy on the team is Chris Boucher, who we, we kind of know what Chris Boucher is um, from a basketball standpoint. Uh, we saw it last season in the G League. You know, his hustle and his athleticism is going to carry him through a lot, and especially when he knocks on a couple of threes. He's going to be an effective player. We, you know, he can defend as well. He definitely can block shots. But, um, you know, you, you kind of know what he is. Uh, and, you know, it's kind of the same deal if he's – Continues to stay, you know, really skinny. Then he's not gonna be able to sort of just function really in the same way as he could in the pros, as compared to um in a summer league setting. But I mean, hey, today Chris boucher was very effective. His hustle, the fact that he got twelve free throw attempts in thirty two minutes, uh, says a lot about just how active he was in terms of just driving to the basket, how fearless he was, and going for offensive rebounds. Um, You know, Boucher had to play a lot of four because the Raptors also had DeJuan Hernandez out there in the starting lineup playing the five. And so, um, you know, Boucher had to do a lot more ball handling, a lot more play creation. And I thought there was some interesting parts of that game. Like when you see him take it to the rack and, you know, guys trying to stop him, it's difficult. I mean, it's it's always difficult when a seven-footer picks up the ball and tries to drive at you. And, um you know, there's something there, but again, Boucher is probably the closest in terms of just you know, NBA-caliber players. It's uh, In terms of best players on the team, it's probably either him or Jordan Lloyd, who, again, uh, we saw him with the Raptors last season. You know, he had a couple of moments, but ultimately, you know, uh, we're talking about a guy who is a little bit undersized to play point guard, and also, the distribution kind of bothers me. Like, I, I'm not really focused too much on the stats, but when you have two assists and four turnovers as the lead point guard, like... It's bad, and, um, you know, you got 11 assists overall from the Raptors on the night, uh, in a night where you have 40 minutes of play, uh, that's just, it's kind of not enough, and I, that's actually one of the things that actually bothers me in summer league, is that you just, unless you have a quality point guard, it's just, you know... The games get a little hard to watch because it's it's really up and down, and you're not you're not really running anything, and you're not really getting to see players sort of actually use their talents in an organized setting. And um, yeah, I just wish the Raptors had a guy like I mean, the, the year they had Fred Van Vliet on the on the team for summer league. I guess it was two years in a row, but um, those years, I mean, the team actually ran well. And you know there was a coherent structure, and teams got the players got into places, and Manville made sure of that, and you know they were able to, um, you know, have a a team that played coherent basketball, and I just don't think there was a lot of that for the Raptors tonight. Um, the moment, the most important um, player, or at least the one that was most. Uh, of most interest was DeJuan Hernandez who the Raptors took 59th overall in this year's NBA draft. Uh, There was not a lot of tape on Hernandez um, from his college days because, you know, he, there were some eligibility issues in terms of, you know, the scandal and whatever. And he just didn't have to, I don't know. He was hurt for a little bit too. So like it just, nobody really knew who this guy was. And so the Raptors got a good look at him today. Um, I think there are some things to like. I think it's pretty obvious why he got picked. I mean, he has a good frame, real solid frame. Um, He's built well. He's mobile. um, You know, he's a seven-footer. And so, you know, from that perspective, yeah, you can see it. But also, I just... The one thing that bothered me, I guess, about his performance today was just the judgment. Like, he took a couple of shots that were just so ill-advised. Like, um, he would drive to the rim and just someone would be there and he would just be determined to pull up a shot. And I don't know. Maybe he does have better touch, and this was just a day where, um, you know, he was misfiring, but at the same time, it just doesn't seem like he was able to sort of pick up on the idea of, oh, I need to be doing this in this spot, which is which is fine. I mean, that's that's what education is for. Like, you know, you're going to get put into the G League system. You're going to be playing a different system than you were in basketball, in college, in basketball, in high school, and so it takes process. Uh, it's It's a whole process to learn that, and so, you know, uh, we'll see what the the G League does for Dewan Hernandez, but at least in game one, I didn't really fully see, um, you know, I don't know. I, I didn't really see the standout skill just yet. Again, it's one game, and I'm not judging anyone on one game. Um, but, you know, at, at least in game one, that, that that standout skill hasn't really been shown. Beyond the fact that, yeah, he he is big and he, he moves well, and that's decent. I mean, six rebounds, three assists, that uh, was, was all right, but... Yeah, I mean, you know, it it is a little bit awkward too because he's playing center and then Boucher has to play power forward. And and Boucher is skilled enough to sort of go out there and sort of make plays happen, even though he's not really a power forward. But um, yeah, uh, I'm curious to see what what else there is in Hernandez's game because at least in game one, it just seemed like he was forcing up a lot of shots and, you know, he bricked the corner three as well. So we'll see what's there with the 59th pick. Um, In terms of other guys of note, Malcolm Miller he's been with the Raptors a couple years now in terms of the 905 program. And he started out really well. He, like, hit a 30-foot pull-up three, and I'm like, whoa. And he had a chase-down block right after that and was like, all right, all right. So, you know, Malcolm's got some things to show us um, in terms of the 3 and D uh, growth as a player. And the rest of the game, he just – he was misfiring like crazy. Um, And, you know, I I don't want to put it on him too much because these were open looks, and I think ultimately he's a decent enough shooter to convert more than one of six from three um having said that though like you know there were some really really open looks and, and it just weren't going down for him so maybe it was, it was a bad night from that perspective but i kind of actually like him when miller is able to put it on the deck just a little bit like he dropped two uh shooting fouls that way um but it just ultimately seems like he doesn't really do too much he kind of just floats three point on a three point like there's one play where it's a, i think it was a either a two on fast break but um Instead of just, you know, being the trailer on the play or going to the rim or whatever, he just decided to fade out to the three-point, even though there's only one defender there. And it's just, it's, it's a weird judgment, you know? It's a weird judgment, but, um, but but yeah, I mean, you know, we know what Malcolm Miller is. He's going to shoot better than this on separate nights. Some nights he's not going to shoot better than this, but he's pretty limited to sketch-and-shoot um, stuff. And, you know, uh, he's got decent size. I really, really wouldn't really characterize him as a great defender, but... Um, you know, has at least enough length to sort of bother some players. I, I don't know; it, it's just like I am reaching there. Um, in terms of the Canadian on the roster, aside from Boucher, there is also Lindell Wingington. Who, um, I mean, to me, it looked like he was a little undersized. I I, li- I liked his quickness. I liked um, his bravery. I mean, he went up for two very ambitious dunks and uh, got turned away both times. I thought he was fouled both times, but. It was, you know, he only, only one of those were called, but, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, he's all right. I, I thought defensively, he sort of gave a great effort. Um, you know, his handle—it seemed like the Warriors were really intent on trying to get him to pick up his dribble and stuff, and sort of test his uh, ability to bring the ball off half court. And there's a couple of times where I was pretty shaky of whether or not he was going to do it, but um, the really the, the only only i guess issue i had with Wigginson was sort of just like the play creation like he would drive inside and try to finish and like he just looked really small i mean he's like six foot one he does have crazy hops but it seems like he needs two feet to you know sort of uh be on the launching pad like he's not really just like an explosive six foot one in the sense that you know he can jump off either leg or whatever like he seems to be he does have hops like guaranteed he has hops but you know it seems like he needs to jump off two feet and it's just not as effective when he's driving and the the hops don't really come into play as much and so it's just ultimately just a six point one guy driving but you know i'm interested to see what's there i thought um you know i thought his attitude throughout the game was good and um yeah uh we'll see if the basketball follows but um Aside from that, I thought, uh, you know, Adonis Thomas, who I've never heard of coming into this this game. I'm I'm serious. I feel bad about saying that, but it's – it is the nature of this game. Um, in, summer, in Summer League, you just get random dudes. I thought he was pretty impressive in the fourth quarter. He really stepped up, made a couple of plays here and there, knocked down a three, uh, came, came down, sort of worked a pick and roll until a pull up long two. And, you know, there's just something calm about his game. I think I, I like the fact that, you know, he's a little bit more solidly built than the Raptors' other guards. So he can actually withstand some contact and get a shot off. We'll see what happens there. And, um,. Corey Walden, who was the starting shooting guard, you know, it's funny, he looks like he has a very strange shot that wouldn't go in, because his elbow's sort of jutting out uh, as he shoots it, but uh, you know, he got two of those to go, and I thought defensively, he was very pesky, Um, you know, he showed pretty good activity there, Um, and so maybe there's something there, but again, ultimately, we're talking about dudes that, you know, most most people, uh, aside from Blake, have uh, never really heard about, so Um, that was day one of summer league for the Raptors. Uh, obviously everyone was very focused on the past or the, uh, the past events throughout the day. I mean, you got Kawhi leaving for the Clippers. And so that was a major talking point on the broadcast. Um, Nick nurse got interviewed at one point. It was kind of awkward. I'm not gonna lie. Um, you know, shout out Cassie Hubbard, but like, it just, I don't know. I I don't really see what you were going to get out of, um, Nick in terms of in that situation, but, uh, Nick also told Nick, uh, Fredell, uh, of ESPN separately that, you know, um, you know, Kawhi had texted him and said, you know, I'm going home and, n- you know, Nick nurse doesn't really blame him for that. I-, I guess that's one way to look at it. But, um, yeah, I mean, Nick was there. Pascal was there sitting alongside Fred courtside. You know, th- that reminded me a lot of how Demar used always at courtside and Demar's still going to summer league. He's, he's still, he was there in previous days, um, but uh, but, yeah, you know those those two guys, I think, especially with Pascal and Fred, like you know they're 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 living testaments to the idea that you can get something out of summer league, like we saw the development of Pascal the summer league well before we saw it play out um in the big league stage and and we saw especially with Fred, I mean he went into summer league. Um, and he won a roster spot, like, and you know what I mean? Like he he won a spot on the training uh, camp roster, and then he won a spot on the roster, and then he eventually worked his way up to the point where he gets the finals MVP vote. So these are these guys are incredible success stories, and um, you know, those guys sitting courtside, are, it, it's it's powerful. It has to be powerful for for the guys playing the game because uh, those guys are living testaments to the idea that if you work hard enough and if you are talented enough and you and you you know show out on this stage like there is a possibility people are actually watching this thing so um in terms of your three stars first star, i gotta go to chris boucher 21 points 13 rebounds um a block 6 of 14 shooting two of seven from deep i mean there was a couple of uh ill-advised shots as there always are with boucher he seems to have supreme confidence on that little trebuchet three-point shot of his but Liked his activity, and quite, quite honestly, he was the best rapper tonight, and it wasn't that that close. Second star, I'm giving that to. I mean, I don't, I don't really know. Like, I guess Corey Walden. Uh, I I liked his two way play. Um, he he's a bit small to be shooting guard. Um, and I'm not really, really fully sure and confident in that jumper. I need to see it go in a couple more times because it does look kind of funky, but. Alright, uh he can get the second star. Um eight points, six rebounds, three assists, two or three shooting from deep. Um, and then third star. That, that's tough. That's tough. I'll, I'll give it to Adonis Thomas. Um eight points, three assists, uh three turnovers. I didn't really notice the turnovers, but um you know, Thomas can had, had a composed stretch in the fourth quarter. But honestly, it just wasn't a very well played game and, and again, I, I just don't think there's that much at least from what we saw in game one, there just wasn't that much talent to be paying attention to in the summer league. You know, um, there are some teams, there are some years where you have a lot of great talent and summer league's really fun to watch. And this is one of those years where kind of like last year where there's not that, that, that much to look out for. But, um, I mean, you need something to be entertained throughout the summer. So that's what summer league is there for. So thanks everyone for listening. Um, in terms of summer league coverage, so we're gonna have ten things on Summer League after each game, which I, I it is ambitious and it sometimes is hard to do, but I'm gonna do my best to put it out there so you can look for that tomorrow morning on Yahoo Sports Canada. And um yeah, uh there will there will be podcasts. Um uh, hopefully the the games won't always be super late at night, like starting at midnight, so I don't have to um go solo, but um you know, I'll bring on some guests and we'll break down some summer league coverage. But uh But yeah, in terms of as a distraction from Kawhi, this wasn't very effective, but uh, it's something at least. So check back after the next game. Peace.
0: When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance.